So we are talking about some anxiety today. Is that right? Yes, anxiety, specifically around your family gatherings. Mm. I don't know if anyone listening maybe gets a little triggered around their family. It's a little stirred. Feels like they're walking on eggshells the second they walk into the parents' house um, with all of these people that you're supposed to, like theoretically, love being around, but then you feel like you're really forced into this room full of people you don't really necessarily want to be around. But now, if you're not there, you're a terrible person. Now, there's people out there right now that there, there, there's a couple of them, but there's people out there who are thinking, I don't have anybody in my family like that. There's nobody in there who's triggering me. <laughs> and if you're thinking that, it's you. <laughs> This is a public service announcement. You're the one doing it to everybody. Now I'm just joking. Today is the day to increase your self awareness. It does. It does seem like that. It does seem uh, that there is there is that we've talked about it. You know, and I, I believe that the devil loves to bring division uh, in places where there's supposed to be unity and love and care. And so it does. It does seem like uh, whenever you're around your family, that there there can be there can be some of that, which is just a it's an odd deal when you really process it. Why do you think that is? You know, I don't, well, I would say we have so much, or no one can hurt us like our family. You know what I mean? And then you think about, especially as you age, you have, you know, sometimes decades of hurt that you've experienced from these people, right? That you do love, you know, it's part of why we continue to gather with them. And I would just say like that stuff just sits in us sometimes, you know? And so when you come back around those people, maybe you haven't been around them all year and now all of a sudden you're around them often, all that stuff just feels like it gets stirred back up. Yeah. And I want to encourage you, even if uh, maybe you don't have a bunch of family or those gatherings, there, there, there are... There are places and people that we go around that it just it does trigger some of that relational mm-hmm. or social anxiety. And we we really believe that part of your purpose, biblically, this is in our opinion, biblically, part of your purpose is to be a peacemaker. Uh, as you win your world, that that is part of what you do. Well, I was laughing. I was talking to a friend of mine, and I asked her, because she has, she really does, she struggles with some people. And the friend that came over today? Yes. We got a ring doorbell, and when Rachel's people come over, I, I can never get to my phone in time to yell at them. Uh, I want to yell at her so bad before she gets inside one time, but I always miss her. She calls herself my liberal friend. Yeah. I, yeah, I know she loves that. that. She loves that I call her that. I know. So. Well, that's why I was going to yell something, something about that at her, but... Um, Oh, she would receive every bit of it. Anyway, we were talking about, though, she was saying how it's difficult for her because as a Christ follower, she knows, like she's super convicted by the Holy Spirit to love these people and be kind. And on the flip side, she's like, like, I can't even, Mm -hmm. like, I can't even with these people. So I, I know she's not the only one that feels that way. And if you're listening, you say, I feel that way. One of the things that I'm so grateful for is that we serve a God that gives us the gift of peace and rest and joy, even when we're in these situations that make us feel overwhelmed or we feel stirred, you don't have to live in that. So to say it differently, time with family or with people, really no matter who they are, it doesn't have to be an anxious experience. You don't have to be self-conscious or stressed the whole time. There Mm -hmm. can be not just peace, but purpose in those those times and conversations. So what just to bring more, maybe to uh, help some more people resonate, what would you say would be the definition of that? That um, 
that uh, anxiety or, or whatever? What, how would you define that? Um, that anxiety is just is the fear of the future. And so if you say, hey, I'm just afraid of what is going to happen. And I think that that is for us when we walk into those situations, we have this history that we're, we've experienced. And so we have two things that are conflicting. One is we have these unrealistic expectations sometimes that there would be something different that would happen when nothing else has changed, but we just, we just have this expectation that people will behave differently one, or, and that they won't, or that we're going to experience the same pain all over again. Right. So when I think for us, like walking through, hey, how do we, how do we prepare our heart then for being with our family? So what are some things that we do before we go into, well, let me even back it up before we even decide, because I think this becomes an argument in people's homes, when you have, especially when you have multiple families involved, let's not even like you're getting involved when you have step parents and like if both your parents are divorced and then they mm-hmm. both have to, so you have like four sets of families, you're supposed to go and be able to love on and see. And if you don't, then you're, you know, a terrible son or daughter and you feel guilty. And how do we decide where we go for gatherings. Yeah, well, I think, and we, I learned this from uh, Pastor Craig Rochelle, who has an unbelievable podcast. If you're not listening to the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast, you, you, ha- you need to be a part of that. But he talks about something called the power of pre-decision. And so whenever you make, and it, you really, you should look it up. I don't know what number the podcast is, but the power of pre-decision, it impacts like your, 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 your nutrition, your relationships, your time, your disciplines, like the power of pre-decision. So here's a, an example that'll maybe be potentially controversial. Uh, whenever I was growing up and dad taught me to drive, he said, you like, if something runs in the road, you never swerve, you never swerve. And so like, if a, a dog goes, comes in the road and you're going around a corner, you never swerve. If you swerve, you have the potential to go off the side of the road, hit a tree or, or worse, go in the other um, you know, side and get a head on collision, maybe mm-hmm. kill a person, which some people uh, in the podcast may think it's, you know, it'd be more humane to, you know, save the dog. I don't know. But uh, I remember when we first got married and mm-hmm. I was riding with you and you swerved. And I remember I was like, what are you, what are you doing? Like being like uh, offended that you swerved. And, but for me in the moment, because dad had taught me that, like I have the power in those moments of like crazy, snap second decisions, this power of pre-decision where I'm not going to swerve. I'm, I'm actually going to grip the steering wheel as hard as I can. I'm not, I'm not going to just, I may, I may put my brakes on, but I'm, I'm not going to swerve. So going back to- Because you had already decided what you would do the if pre, that happened. The pre-decision. Yeah. It, and so, uh, but going to something obviously a little more emotionally impactful, we make pre, we have pre-decision mm-hmm. before the moment. So the week of Thanksgiving, it's emotionally charged. It, it just is like there's people are off work. You have more free time. Like, and there's all this, which, which is your rhythm is disrupted. Annoys the mess out of me that there's all this pressure on it to be a certain thing. But we make that we make a pre-decision on where we're going to go before well, like all this stuff. So like we have mm-hmm. a rotation that we do like for Christmas and for Thanksgiving and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our family knows our parent or our kid knows like out in advance. It's not mm-hmm. like a, how we feel or, Hey, are you not coming because you're mad at me or whatever? No, right. we decided, you know, we decided, you know, actually years ago and we just, we just still do this rotation. And so that's what I would say when we're deciding where we're going, uh, I would, also, again, I encourage you the power of predecision for 
uh, all a bunch of things, but even relational things. It may feel cold, but uh, it really it really is. We're isn't. a little late now because like we're coming into Thanksgiving already. So, but even if like if you already know, you don't have to call. You don't have to wait until Tuesday before Thanksgiving to say something like, hey, you got two weeks. So you can call and have a conversation today and say, hey, I just want you to know I love you so much. We've looked at what we can do. Like this is what we can do this year that's best for our family or that honors whatever. And you can share as much depending on the relationship with your family, what you share. But you can have that conversation right now. Yeah, and I think it's it's also important to, uh, to keep in mind because if you have a strong why, like you can do anything, mm-hmm. you can do anything. So like obviously, like I would, it, it would keep me up at night if I ran over a dog. But like my why of not like if I were to cross the the the, the, the line. double line mm-hmm. and hit like a mom and her kids, I'll I'll I'll, I'll again, I'm, maybe sounds terrible, but I'll, no. I'll run the dog over. Um, and so like whenever you make that pre-decision, but also keep your why. And so like, I want to make sure that you feel valued. Mm -hmm. So I'll tell my mom who I love desperately. I'll tell your mom who I love so much. Hey, we're not coming or we're not doing this. We're not doing that. Cause my, my number one deal is I want to value you and I want to value our family. I love Mm -hmm. both of our moms Mm -hmm. uh, and our dads kind of, obviously our moms more, but like I, I, I love them. So I think like deciding as a family, Hey, what's our highest value now? roll the clock over if one of our parents were, hey, this is like maybe their last Thanksgiving, then you and I are gonna have a discussion, hey, you know, we need to we need to absolutely change our priority mm-hmm. to, hey, let's make this, let's even tell the other parents, hey, we're gonna celebrate Thanksgiving with you next weekend. And these were conversations that we've practiced for like years, we got better at and again, it. And if you, it, it seems terrible if I tell a story about our first Thanksgiving. I'll um, tell you but, about our first Thanksgiving. But because but and, and the reason I tell you that is because it's. A, I'll give you the deeds. I'll the, spill the tea. Spill the tea. The reason is because I think when the conversations don't go easy, a lot of times when things don't go easy, we feel like they didn't go right. But that's not the case. Yeah, sure. And um, yeah, so I'll tell you our first married Thanksgiving, it was. We were in our robust 800-square-foot apartment. One-bedroom apartment, and we were not pregnant yet. That was to come, and uh, that we was the next We never shopper. got pregnant. You got pregnant. I looked like I was pregnant <laughs> 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 with a food baby. <laughs> you you put on some weight. Lots of Whoppers. Anyway, it wasn't it wasn't our, our grandest season in life. Anyway, we're in the kitchen, and we're talking about I'm cooking chicken, or you were cooking chicken. One of us was cooking chicken. I don't know. And... We're trying to talk about Thanksgiving, and I am a passionate person, and I start to raise my voice. Now, I'm not screaming, but I am uh, I am know. raised, I have elevated my voice, and I'm speaking with quite a bit of frustration. And Zach looks at me and says, if you're not mature enough to have this conversation without yelling, then we can't have it, and walks out of the room. <laughs> It sounds so bad when you say it. Yeah, it was terrible. That's not how you do when it. When we say walk out of the room, I was like four feet away. I could, <laughs> <laughs> you I turned around and left. Yeah. He left. Yeah. And I was literally, I was, I was in the kitchen. I had to finish cooking the chicken for you, by the way. <laughs> oh, I was so mad. And he was right. I should not have. It wasn't the healthy way to communicate. It didn't honor him, but I didn't have the words to articulate how I felt, everything that I was feeling. And so I needed to slow down 
So I could say, hey, I'm sorry. I did not. I should not have but raised I think my voice. This is a great opportunity for us to be vulnerable. So I think you were in the wrong um, being elevated. And, yeah. And, and I maybe should not overlooked. have yelled and put that in air quotes. I, I was, was not yelling. <laughs> I was in the wrong by belittling how you felt and uh, almost being dismissive. Now, I think a lot of men uh, will just will just submit whatever because they don't want to deal with it. I wasn't going to do that because um, I'm too prideful to do that, but I wasn't going to do that. But either way, both of those lead to resentment, which creates division right. and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So you know, I think that we were both in the wrong. I didn't have the words, just like you said a second ago, mm-hmm. you didn't have the words. I didn't have the words to say, hey, I don't care about where we go for Thanksgiving. I just want to be happy with you. You know, right. so I got, I, and, and so either way, I, I don't need to get and into I, our family stuff, but but going back and discussing that later uh, was really helpful because it's not that we don't get into those same situations again, but we, something that my, my dad taught us, I think is so helpful. He says that experience isn't the best teacher, uh, learned on experience is. And right. so maybe you've been, you, you've been with your family or, you know, whatever it might be for reflected tw- upon experience yeah for yeah. 20 years. And you're like, Oh, I know about this. Well, ha- have you sat down post holidays or post stress situation and say, Hey, that didn't feel good, did it? Like, yeah. you know, and, and so just like when we we had we we one of our first big traumatic things when we had our first miscarriage and we didn't handle that right together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we realized, gosh, we're starting to not like each other because of this. Why is that? And then when we reflected on that experience, mm-hmm. that's when we grew. And yeah. that's whenever uh, it doesn't really matter what happens now because we've reflected on it, which maybe we can talk some about some of that to help. So Well, we make a decision together. First of all, when it comes to the holidays, I think that's one of the things we do to prepare our heart mm-hmm. and to get ready is we make a decision, a pre-decision, which helps us dramatically. Mm-hmm. And we put everything on the table to do that. So, hey, here's all of the stressors. Here's all the things. And then we pull back, especially if you're a parent, hey, your primary family like the is your husband and your children or your wife and your children, and that's it. So, like, that's where we start. Like, hey, what are our values? And this is how we make decisions. We make decisions based out of those first. Right. So then when we th- we think about, hey, okay, how do I, like, prepare my heart to be around people who are – a lot of us have lost family members and they um, maybe don't communicate the same way you do with in your home or – uh, they live a different life, and you say, "Hey, like they're gonna say stuff that's going to offend me." Which I think, if you struggle with that, first of all, go back and listen to one of the last two weeks' podcast was about um, a little bit about offense. But then Zach did; he taught an incredible message on offense in October, mm-hmm. and that was out of this world. It was during Traps and Trolls. It was incredible at faithpromise.org. It was just so good. That would be really helpful. But we just, I make some decisions ahead of time. Hey, like I am not going to receive offense over what people say here. Like this, I'm just going to be unmovable, my heart and my mind. I'm going to be so sure on my security and my identity in Christ that anything you say that's contrary to the word, which we talked about this in um, spiritual warfare, that everything that's contrary to what God says has to submit to the word, has to submit to the blood of Christ. Yeah. And so anything that's going to be said to me that is contrary to that identity and what God's doing in me, 
I'm just not going to receive it. Yeah. And I think you have to, you have to have, you have to help each other. So like, if you're not married, you need to invite somebody in this position. But if you're married, you know, whenever it talks about the, um, and it's for real, like talk about this with your your spouse or, or a friend, but when it talks about the uh, armor of God in mm-hmm. Ephesians, mm-hmm. all of it's on the front, you know, the mm-hmm. breastplate of righteousness, like it's all on the front shield. Um, and so we really go into those situations back to back, you know, so like whenever, because we make these decisions, but people still annoy us or whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and giving somebody permission, you have to, mm-hmm. you have to give somebody permission to walk up to you and whisper, "Hey, you're you're missing it." You yeah, know, take so, a deep breath. Yeah, so like, and w- Rachel and I both do that. Like, we'll both we'll both be in a spot where we've been triggered about something, and the other one has to be able to walk up and say, "Hey, you're." So if I if I give an example, I forgot what had happened. Something happened, and Rachel's in the other room. It's Christmas, and every and and she's she's in the other room. Whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know if I texted you. Or I called you, but I was like, "Hey, you're missing. You're missing." what you care most about by not being in here. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so, and then, you know, because for me, I'm not necessarily going to isolate. I'm just going to be mad. Yeah. I'll still stay in there. I'll just be mad, which one's not better than the other. Uh, but I just remember, but giving some my permission, an example, if you ever want to eat healthy and you ask somebody to help you, it's just, a, but that is annoying. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I want, I, I don't have the, as good of genetics as Rachel. So if I don't eat healthy, I'll get a snowman body immediately. Um, and so sometimes she'll ask, Hey, are you sure you want to eat that? And every single time I'm filled with just rage over it. I hate it so much, but you have to give somebody permission uh, to be able to do that. And so I think that's one way uh, to not um, take offense, but Hey, something else that you and I have done is, and I remember the first time we had this conversation, uh, we, you and I were ma- taking a walk actually at, at one of our campuses, we were walking mm-hmm. and, uh, somebody close to you, they would just, they just it, it eating you up with comments and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, Hey, I don't know that. I don't know that that voice should get that much power in your life. Yeah, I think that would really impact offense if people walked in having a right mindset on, you know, where these comments, not, 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 not in like a, a belittling way, right? Uh, but sometimes we let some of these comments go like right to the, like to the core of who we are. And that person shouldn't really get that kind of, for lack of a better term, authority in your life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, blood relation does not supersede um, what God's instructed us to and what he says about us and who we should give um, authority to speak into our life. Wise counsel that we should have, like we should have people who do speak into our life and have permission to sharpen us. But just because someone has is related to you does not automatically earn them that position. Mm-hmm. And that is really hard um, for a lot of people because family is a beautiful thing that God created and we want to honor that and bless it. And also there's still such a thing as sin. Mm-hmm. And there are people in our family that are not walking filled by the spirit. And so we have to be intentional to just because they are your family does not mean that they have authority to speak into who you are and um, the decisions that you're making. Yeah, we talk at, at Faith Promise, uh, you know, we don't say it as much as we used to, but talk about the one shot principle. Like mm-hmm. when somebody comes to church, they could be coming just the one time. 
And so they have to have just the best experience that we can offer from guest services to parking to sound to message, like all the things, mm-hmm. right? And I really do think about, uh, for a lot of us, if you have friends or family that are lost or away from the Lord, um, you know, it, if, if you're going to sit at a table with them or in the house with them three or four times a year, I mean, it's the one shot principle, you yeah. know? So like, uh, and it's just hard not to walk and get triggered right away, but is, would that not be a ploy of the enemy mm-hmm. to get us to not think about eternity and not, you know, if God's done a miracle in your life this year, not to bring that up because you're annoyed, or if, if God's given you a revelation recently or, or you've experienced mm-hmm. freedom, um, but we'll forget that stuff if we're operating in offense, if we're operating in annoyance, or even if we're so guarded. You know, Jesus didn't guard himself. You know, it's just not what he did, you know, so. Uh, but and that's a hard thing to grapple with. You know, he was the king of king of Lord of Lords, and he apparently had no boundaries. Yeah. Well, I think that I think and, that's a that's a great and th- this this next part could be a little contentious potentially. Um, and I'm going to ask you to you know rein it in over there. Um, but should you prepare your kids um, for being around like different lifestyles and things like that? And so let me give you a, let me give you a scenario because whenever you hear that and it's like oh I you know. A, Everybody's got it, like probably a knee jerk, but a, a great. Yeah, should I protect my kids from right. being around my family because they live differently? Because right. here's a great type of conversation. You know, that I, it's one of the kind of the scenarios that people are bringing up to have the conversation. If let's just say you're you're a, a Christian with pretty traditional biblical values, right? Um, which we do, we have, mm-hmm. which we do, we stand on. Uh, if you got invited to a same-sex wedding, would you go? Mm-hmm. That's that's been a, a big topic of discussion, and people that I respect land on both sides, all all that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I just want to bring up something that uh, that polarizing uh, because whenever you bring your kids into uh, your homes, now it's going to get more and more prevalent where not not just your family members but also the people you're inviting in mm-hmm. um you know we we invite people into thanksgiving from the church that don't have places to go just because mm-hmm. their family's not around mm-hmm. but i really do pray that we get to a place where we invite people who are living pretty far from god mm-hmm. into those moments so that they can experience what yeah. family is like yeah um and so you have people who are going to have experienced um or are walking in addiction or you know, uh, out all kinds of different things that your kids could be exposed to. Mm-hmm. And I think that can, what would you say, what would be your response to that? So I would, I would say, I would say we don't protect our kids. We prepare our kids. Mm-hmm. And so you can't protect your kids, right? I mean, you, the, at some level they're getting it at some level, they're going to hear it. So do you want to protect them or do you want to prepare them, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so like if, if, if do you want to fight all their battles or do you want to prepare them to fight? They have to fight, whether mm-hmm, it's spiritually mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. you know, relationally or all that, all those kind of things. And so we want to prepare them. And so, and again, obviously appropriately, but Rachel, <laughs> the other night, um, uh, Rachel did something and one of the boys uh, well, said something, and I said, "Do you want me to spank your mom?" Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Yeah." And I was, I'll spank her after you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, a joke for Rachel and I. And uh, JL, who's nine, goes, "Are you talking about sex?" And I was, oh. and I look at Rachel, and I'm like, "What 
in the world. If you can't, <laughs> if you can't spell well, I spelled sex is my nine year old. And I'm like, what? And uh, I'm like, how do you know what that, how do you know what that is? And she's like, well, me and mommy talked about it. And, uh, and so a while ago, I actually can't believe know, it took this long yeah, to surface to, to at the bring dinner up table. Like that. But, um, and I love that. First of all, we have a home where you can bring it up at 100%, the dinner table. And, and, and we, you know, we talk about the, the power of the, the principle of the first, yep. you know, be able to write the narrative that sex isn't something dirty or, or fearful or, mm-hmm. or shameful. Yeah. But it's a gift. Mm-hmm. And so long story short, and we can go a bunch of different ways with it. But I think the same thing we're doing for each other. Like we're whenever we go in, like we're not I, I'm not trying to protect you from something somebody may say. I'm trying to prepare you. Mm-hmm. Uh, because protection has kind of a defensive we don't we well, that, there's and, not a, an area where we need to be defensive I as think, God's kids. Yeah, I think one way like this is a super practical example. River had what we were with some people who just choose to use different language than we do. And he asked me, "Hey, what does that word mean?" And so I simply I told him, "Hey, that word is not a life-giving word that we choose to use." And um and I said, do you hear mom and dad say that word? And he says, no. And I said, okay. So other people choose to use that word, but in our home, we are not going to use that word. And um, it was not like a, it wasn't this big deal. Like they're the worst person because they said that. But right now you, uh, mom and dad help get to decide what words we use and we're not going to use that word. Yeah. And, and that, that's something big, and I would encourage, I'm, I'm sure we've done podcasts on in the past, the brilliant people who put this together will be happy to put a link in the show notes. But we've talked about values, and so we have very specific values at our church at Faith Promise. You know, we have four values, love God, love people, discover purpose, and win your world. And But those were the values of our home before they were the values of our church. Yeah. And so like one of the, re- hey, mom, why can't we watch that? Or, hey, dad, why can't we say that? Or, hey, why don't we do that? Or why do we do this? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we do that because that does, and they'll even ask, does that show align with our values, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like building this foundation of that's why we do, or, or why we, hey, we're, we're not going to take this trip because we're giving mm-hmm. generously and hard for the harvest. Or yeah. we're not going to do this or that. Well, why is that? Well, part of our values, we love God. We put him first and this helps us win our world. Mm-hmm. And so, but having the, and, and that goes back to the power of pre-decision, mm-hmm. which I think is, is really significant uh, for this. So, hey, let's go through. Uh, well, just, can we just say one more yeah. thing about your kids? Like God does, like God intentionally created your children for this time. Mm-hmm. So you do not have to be afraid about what they're going to see or they're going to be with you while you're with your family or Mm -hmm. while you're at these gatherings. And so you'll be able to discern in the moment, hey, we've reached a place that's no longer appropriate for my child to be present. And I'm going to remove my child from this situation. I know some of us have families that it is like, you know, after seven o'clock, people have been drinking for a while and stuff starts to get crazy and loud and angry. And you people s- get people partying at Thanksgiving. People are partying. <laughs> nice. Um, and so we just want to make sure like, hey, you can say, hey, we're going to go. And that is going to lead to some conversations that obviously child sized truths. But there are just some things that our kids need to know and see, like the world is broken and sin it brings death. And we can teach our children that the consequences of sin 
will destroy us. And Jesus came that we would have life and life to the full, a mm-hmm. life of holiness. And this is what we, when we choose to do things God's way, we don't have to, we don't experience all of this yuck that mm-hmm. comes from sin because God's way is the best way. Yeah. So don't be like, we don't have to be afraid. We obviously make wise choices. I want to give you just a couple of practical yeah. and things. Before, before we do that, oh, okay. I, I just got to tell you, do not use preparing your spouse, kids, friends, whatever, as an opportunity for gossip. You know, there's a difference between preparing mm-hmm. them for what they may hear and telling them that Uncle Micah is a steaming pile of cow poop. We do talk about that, mm-hmm. but no, but it, there, there's a there, there's a difference between gossip and preparation, and and your your kids know it. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll know, mm-hmm. you know, and so I, I just want to encourage you for that because people get their view of situations and others by how we prepare them. Mm-hmm. And so if, Hey, you know, so if your kids are anxious about going somewhere or dreading it or whatever, why is that? What have we prepared them for? Yeah. And so just, it's not preparation for family time. Also, it's not time for gossip, but yeah. So let's, let's walk through it, but we'll, we'll go back and forth, but let's, let's give some, some, um, some tips on how to just live in peace uh, yes. through this through this season. So I would first, if it were me, I would have some scripture I have memorized. Make sure that you've memorized scripture. Um, one of them for me that I use all the time because I get frustrated is if uh, if possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. That's Romans twelve eighteen. So like I always sometimes when I'm frustrated, and so this is why I have that scripture is because you one of the things you've got to make a decision about is you're not going to take negative comments to heart. And so what I'll do is I'll say, as it be with me, I got. Be at peace with all men. Be at peace with all men. Be at peace with all men. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I'll repeat that scripture over and over. And so whatever it is that you know, hey, history has shown that these are the things that might get commented on, whether it's your faith or where you live or your relational status, you can pull back and say whatever scripture is going to be the most influential for you in that moment. Yeah. I'd also say, hey, don't agonize over it pre or post event. Um, and, and hey, here's a great indicator. How do I know if I'm agonizing over it? And we've all done it. Um, but if you are living in the past, a past conversation, a past comment, mm-hmm. um, or a potential conversation that might happen, you're, you're agonizing over it. So uh, God, is, God, God is the same God yesterday, today, and forever, but He doesn't ask us to live in yesterday, and He mm-hmm. also doesn't ask us to live in tomorrow. And I think I think it's in James three, it's James three or four that says today has enough challenge of its own. Mm-hmm. And so don't agonize over it. How do you know if you're agonizing over it? Are you practicing conversations? Are you thinking back to the last Thanksgiving and I wish I'd have said this and I hope I get to say this and I can't wait to bring this up? Mm-hmm. Um, if that's the case, you're agonizing over it or preparing uh to do offense and damage and not bring the kingdom. Small talk does not have to be awkward. A hundred percent. It's going to be a little bit, especially if you haven't seen people in a long time or you're meeting people. Or if you're people, awkward. If you're awkward. You, you know. might be. But it is um, good practice. So don't feel pressure to always know what to say. Just enjoy conversations that happen naturally. And if you have nothing to say, then you have nothing to say. Yeah. Sometimes maybe saying nothing is the better thing mm-hmm. in the moment. And I want to encourage something that we like to do, and we're not the best at it, but we like to talk about things that we, but also other people enjoy. Mm-hmm. And so maybe not go straight to, hey, how's work or how the, how the kids, but 
Hey, what are you most excited about right now? That's one of my favorite questions to ask people. Yeah. What, what are you most excited about? Or if you, because everybody asks the, hey, and this is, if, if you're looking to make friends, I'll give you a little cheat code on it. Everybody asks, hey, how are you doing? And everybody, almost everybody says good or great, right? Most people do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then followed up with, hey, what's making you feel great? Every, it's just human nature. Everybody mm-hmm. likes to talk about themselves. And so going in there, um, asking people, getting, I, I just, when people leave you, um, let them just feel like wind was blowing their sails. Well, and listen, don't wait to talk. Just, you know, be there for them. You'll learn something new about them. Maybe you didn't know before. And now you have this opportunity to speak life to and encourage and connect with this person. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, too, when we're talking about helping other people talk about things that they enjoy, you, too, should talk about things you enjoy. Zach mentioned, hey, if you've had a miracle you've experienced or something exciting happen, even if you have people who like to one-up you or rain on your parade in, this, in, in your circle of your gathering, I encourage people to just talk about something that you like, whether it's your pet or a movie you just saw or your football team you enjoy, but don't be afraid to talk about things that bring you excitement. Yeah. And hey, we'll we'll wrap up uh, with this one, but remember what Jesus said in Matthew 5. And, And Matthew 5 is one of Jesus' most famous sermons, the Sermon on the Mount. And this is really where Jesus is really turning religion on his head. He's saying, hey, adultery is not whenever you sleep with somebody who's not your spouse. It's whenever you look on a woman with lust. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, murder is not whenever you kill somebody. Murder is whenever you have hatred. So Jesus is like, he's reshaping how believers should live. And he says in Matthew 5, 9, uh, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. And so there's a promise there that blessed are the peacemakers. And so I want to encourage you, no matter where you are, you could be a, a person in the offense or a person on the outside of the offense. But I pray that no matter where you are, uh, that you are a peacemaker. You're breaking down fences. You know that you are uh, you are bringing peace. Uh, that you are bringing union. You're you're just you have to have a different voice when somebody brings gossip up to you. Can you believe they said that? Can you believe they did that? It's that that kind of stuff just doesn't find a root in conversations with mm. you. That for you, it's just hey, what, how, how do I how do I make my way to peace um, yeah. in this conversation? And you are going to look different, and you should, man of God, you should, woman of God. You know Matthew six, Jesus said, when you pray, pray that you know God's kingdom will come, His will be done on earth as in heaven. Yes. That even means at family gatherings. And so uh, we cannot wait to hear stories about how you're winning your world, uh, even during the holiday season. So God's going to do amazing things with you. We love you. We believe in you. Don't forget your purpose is to win your world. We'll see you next week.